Brian Davila, the new partner in Future Flipper. How's it feel, dude? I'm excited, man. Got some new jewelry. Got a new position. Well, your position's the same. Position's the same, but (laughs) different title. You have a title. You're now a a partner. Partner. First ever partnership. Yeah. How's your your new watch? First ever Rolex. Never thought I would own one. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, to congratulate him on becoming a partner in Future Flipper. I bought him the same exact Submariner I have uh, because this was my first watch. My dad got me, and he doesn't have a watch. So I said, "Let me get you a good first watch." I love it, dude. Looks good. You know, it was the funniest thing was when I gave it to you on stage. You had no idea, right? No. What do you think? Uh, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then you pulled out the Rolex box. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> yeah. We just gave Zasha a Rolex. So yeah. I was like, all right, are we bringing someone else up? But Someone <laughs> else, else up? getting yeah. a Rolex? I don't know. I was like, we're giving out Rolexes. So I don't know. And then, yeah. Yeah, then you, uh, somebody told me this. I think it was Justin. You went back to um, your wife yeah. and you were trying to put it on like your right wrist. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I, I literally don't own any watches. So this is like the only watch that I have. <laughs> yeah. So funny. doesn't even have the right time yet. But. Don't even know what wrist to put it on. <laughs> yeah, no. Super funny. Yeah, so we, um, you know, you brought up, we, we got Zasha Rolex mm-hmm. because she was our top affiliate, a future flipper. And, um, I ended up buying a new Rolex while I was out there because I was buying hers. I bought yours. I bought mm. one for me. And then you guys surprised me the day before. Yep. And you, Amr, and Nick yeah. got me a paddock. Yep. We. Uh, it was an interesting story because I, I came up with the idea. And uh, at first, we were going to buy you a Rolex. And then Amr was like, don't do a Rolex. Do a paddock. Yeah. And I'm, you know... I'm from Las Vegas. I don't know what a paddock is. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? I'm is this sure. better than Rolex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally told me that. He's like, dude, you're like asking me right now if the Mona Lisa is good art. Like, that's what you're doing. I was like, I know, dude, but you know, it's a Rolex. Everyone knows what a Rolex is. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, he convinced me and then he actually got it from like Beverly Hills, like yeah. straight from the, the, the dealer. Yeah. So... I was like, all right, dude, like he dresses way better than me. So I was like, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust your style because like I was going to get like something else. And yeah, I'm glad it, it turned out really good. No, I love to watch. It's got a nice leather band, brown band, rose gold um, casing, mm-hmm. um, like a, a white face. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and also, too, when you buy directly from the dealer, you're always getting a better deal. Yeah. And because MSRP is like the best deal you can get. 100%. And yeah. then it also establishes my relationship with Patek now. Oh, so really? now I can start going there and saying like, I've bought from you guys, so mm-hmm. sell me a watch every year. Oh, really? Yeah, because right now, if you try to go buy from them, you can't buy. They won't sell you anything. Yeah. The only reason Amr could buy is because he's bought over a million dollars of watches from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, he told me that. He's yeah. Cr- he's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was super shocked. Um, appreciate you, Nick and Amr, you know, that you guys are all partners in various ventures, you know, you with future flipper, Nick as with wealthy agents, Amr with tykes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been great, dude. This is like an update episode. And if, cause we did this two years ago, buddy. Yeah. It yeah. Like you were one of the first episodes for Ryan Pineda show. Yeah. Now I had to get you back on for the wealthy way. Yeah. And to think about what has happened in the last two years with like tykes and all these other companies and events and it's just crazy yeah it's been a crazy two years if you really think about it like my life is completely different i'm pretty your life is completely different right um and like i say it all the time like when i first met you like i didn't think any of this was even a thing i remember when you first started talking about social media and I was like, oh, my God. Like, like <laughs> what, why what am he, I doing? Yeah, like, why is he breaking down his social media schedule? Like, nobody's on TikTok. Like, yeah. that's for kids. And then to see it blow up like this is, like, yeah. crazy. And then now you're an Instagrammer. Yeah, and now I have a following, so follow me on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you blew up fast. Yeah, I blew I got lucky. I, I got a few uh, reels that went viral. 
And yeah, I have like a hundred thousand followers now, more than a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. So just trying to stay consistent now. It's cool. I love seeing, um, you know, the future flippers take action, right? Because, you know, if I paved the way and did yeah. what I did, you know, you now have over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Zasha's got over a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, the Boakley brothers are on their way. Yeah. You know, other people are going to break that threshold too, because they're really buying into what we're teaching of like, hey, you know, yeah, we're going to teach you real estate investing. Yeah. But one of the biggest ways to become a better investor is social media. Yeah. I think we just teach business in general. Right. Like, I feel like now running like an education company, like there's a lot of similarities to like running education and running a real estate business. Mm -hmm. And then I, I've had calls with like our rookie students where I'm like, hey, guys, like everyone needs to post right now. I, I remember one of our students, Jason, I was like, Jason, I called him out. I was like, have you posted on social media? No. I was like, do you have an Instagram? No. Why? I don't know, dude. I was like, dude, just make an Instagram right now. <laughs> he he made an Instagram. He did one post and a realtor sent him a deal and he bought like a duplex or a triplex <laughs> with one post. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is why we tell you guys to do things. And sometimes I know it's like, oh, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hear it, but you have to just, you know, have faith that we're telling you things for a reason. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. And we only tell things to students and even just in social media and on camera in general or things like I actually do. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't talk about things that I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I've heard this works. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to try it and do it. Like right now, you know, Liver King says eating raw liver is good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, I'll try it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll eat raw liver for a month and let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. That's one thing about you. You're not scared to try things. You're not scared to look stupid yeah. because it is what it is. I just don't care yeah. like, what people think. Yeah. I've even asked you before, like, hey, dude, like, you know, I feel bad sometimes like posting stuff that, you know, I don't know if it's going to do well. And he, you're like, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I care. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know who else cares. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely something I've learned from you also is just like go against the grain, do whatever you feel is right. And, you know, you live with the results. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're not. But more often than not, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But so. actually, you know what? I think people think I'm right a lot because I try so many things, right? Yeah. So like, imagine if you try a hundred things and only 10 of them stick. Yeah. You know, people think you're a failure, but if those 10 are big. Yeah. It's like, dude, that guy, he's a genius. Yeah. Even with, I remember also when like years ago, you told me about Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. And I was like, dude. Why would anyone go to an Airbnb? <laughs> I was like, why would you just stay at a this hotel? Was like five years ago, yeah, this, before it was big. Yeah, before it was big, you were like, dude, I'm. I remember you said something like, I'm calling these people in Big Bear, and I'm getting like fifty percent because no one's calling them. And I'm like, dude, who goes to Big Bear? Like, because <laughs> I, I just didn't know. I was ignorant. I was like, I, I just don't get it. And then like three years later, now I'm like buying Airbnbs, and I see you bought them for like. Hundred, hundred <laughs> something thousand. They're worth like six hundred thousand yeah, now. I yeah. stole them. Yeah, I knew it was undervalued. I was just looking at that market and I was like, "Man, this place is cool. It's in California. California's expensive everywhere. Yeah, and it's close to LA. It's close to Vegas. It's close mm -hmm. to everything. This is where people go. Yeah, and I couldn't understand why it was so cheap. And I was like, "Well, I just think people don't realize it yet. And I'm gonna yeah. buy and you know." Maybe I made them realize it sooner because I started talking about it. Yeah. But not super popular. But back yeah. then it was not popular at all. No, not at all. What do you think? Um, what's it been like behind the scenes, man, of running Future Flipper? Because when I first um, brought you on, obviously you were just a student. Yeah. Then you became an accountability coach and yeah. you, you crushed it at that. And you went to me and you said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about. Like, I want to do something. I want to coach more. Yeah. And you're like, do you think I should start my own thing? Could I do something in Future Flipper? Yeah. And I said, well, there's this thing that I'm thinking about starting for beginners. We don't have anything for beginners. You know, I'm thinking about starting a rookie program. And you're like, all right, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I didn't even tell you like what we would do. You're like, I'll just do it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, okay. 
And so we launched the rookie program, I think around the same time as the podcast. Yeah. Like that was like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And I mean, now that program is, you know, one of the staples of what we do. It's amazing. Yep. Got over a thousand students, I think, go through the rookie program. And yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. And then during that time, too, we were just holding little masterminds for the all stars, like Mm -hmm. um, in the downtown little convention center. Yeah. There was like maybe 80 people there to 100. And then we outgrew it and we Mm -hmm. ended up getting our first hotel at the D. Yep. There's like 200 people. Yep. Then we go to the Sahara for a couple times. Yeah. Like 300 people. Yeah. And then this last one, 700 people at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. With Alex and Layla Hermosi. Yeah. Like even <clears throat> the very first one, I think, was uh, in your living room. Yep. That was 10 yeah. people. Yeah. 10 people. So like people always approach me and they're even during the event, they're like, dude, this is crazy. And I think I'm just so like numb to it where I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. But then when you sit back and you think about it, like like you said, I started off as a real estate investor. I never ran an education company. I never ran events. I never did anything like that. So going through this, it just if if you just keep your mind open to new possibilities, it's it's crazy how your life can change. Yeah. There's a saying, and I said it on stage at the event that um, people overestimate what they can do in one year, but mm-hmm. severely underestimate what they can do in five years. hundred percent. And like, it's so true. I mean, we look at the last five years ago, where were you? Five years ago, it's 20. I was 2017. I, I think I was still a realtor. I was just a realtor. Were you in Cali yet? Or? Uh, in 2017, I think I just moved to California. You hadn't flipped houses? No, I didn't even think about flipping houses. I just moved to California for my wife, and I was just a realtor trying to make like 100K a year. Yeah. Yeah. Cold calling, <laughs> like cold calling on my cell phone. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, five years later, you know, you've made millions flipping. You've built a rental portfolio. You're running a massive education company. Yeah. You have a following. Yeah. And now yeah. you're you're coming back to Vegas. Yeah. Now I may move back to Vegas. So you are. <laughs> it's full there's, so, there's not full even circle. <laughs> but what do we got to do to get you out to Vegas? What's what's the holdup? Dude, up? this is the holdup. You're gonna have to buy Jessica a fat house. That, <laughs> <laughs> like a huge. She sent the problem with my wife. If you want to get into this, <laughs> let's talk about our yeah, wives. yeah. Let's talk about our wives and what they need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife. I tell her, let's just say, for example, I'm like, babe, I want our budget to be seven to eight hundred thousand. She'll send me a house, two point one million, and I'm like, babe, this is not even like close. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but I just want you to see the backyard. I'm like, uh, for what? Like, <laughs> it's not on our budget. We're not buying a two million dollar house. And yeah, that's pretty much us shopping homes. She just sends me unrealistic properties that just don't work. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. you know, what we should do is next episode. If people want to hear this, we'll have the wives on the couch, too. And we'll <laughs> all just chat about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so when we bought our first house in California, it was the same thing. She was just sending me stuff super unrealistic. I had to, like, get her to start looking at houses. I had to put my realtor hat on, walk her through. And then when we found our house, she still didn't like it. I had to get her dad to come and talk to her talk and her then, into it. yeah, talk her into it. And then we bought it. And now, you know, we, we love the house. Yeah. So now because we like our house, she's like, she can't really see the vision because the houses that we're looking at, she, she wants, you know, change the flooring. She wants to yeah, change she the kitchen. Can. Yeah. yeah. Mindy was literally every house we ever bought. Mindy was the exact same way. <laughs> you know, the first house I, I, you know, you kind of regret selling every house you sell because yeah. in the long run they're worth way more. But we bought it for one seventy five. I remember I saw it hit the MLS the moment it hit. Yeah, and I was like, babe, we have to see this. This is the house. Mm-hmm. You know, we go see it. She's like, it's yeah, whatever. This house I'm, sucks. And I'm like, trust me, this is the house. And you know, sure enough, we buy it. It's our first house we ever live in as a married couple. And she's mm-hmm. like, she loves the house. Yeah, the house today. You know, we bought it for one seventy five. It's probably worth like five six hundred mm. um 
So anyways, we sell it because we have to flip it to make money. Yeah. And we lived in it for a couple of years. So then we buy, we go to this next house. And one of the problems we had with the previous house was um, the backyard. There was no pool. It was smaller. Oh. You know, uh, the, you know, yards in Vegas aren't that big. So I go to Spring Valley, which is an older neighborhood. We yeah. liked, we always liked newer houses. This was a 1980s house. Yeah. But I had flipped for a few years and I was like, we can renovate it. It's going to mm-hmm. look freaking new. It's going to be great. So we buy this house, 200 grand. Um, and she didn't like it at first, but yeah. eventually she ends up, um, going with it and yeah. then she loves it. Mm. Um, we lived there for a couple of years. Then I, I wasn't even looking to move again. I see this house pop up that's on the same street as what I grew up as a child, mm. same exact street. And it's a brand new house built in 2018. Yeah. And I tell her, I'm like, look, we got to go to this house. It's half an acre. It's huge. It's brand mm. new. It's single story, 3000 square feet. You know, also she looks at it. She's like, these cabinets are brown, ugly, <laughs> it, it, the granite. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, we're not going to remove the cabinets. They're brand new cabinets. Yeah. It's a new house. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we ended up, I conceded and we removed the granite. We removed all <laughs> new granite. It's brand new. Yeah. And we put quartz and, you know, all this stuff. And then now she's <clears> like, <throat> I love my house. Yeah. So then now we're, um, well, two things happened. One was the mountain. I bought the mountain. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to live in Henderson. That place, you know, we got to be in the Southwest. And I'm like, no, babe, you don't get it. This yeah. is like literally the crown jewel of all of Las Vegas. Yeah. This is the best lot literally in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just buying it regardless. And yeah. then she's like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're um, moving again while that house is built on the mountain because that's going to take like four years. But we're moving to... um southern highlands and this was just a flip that was brought to me yeah i wasn't looking to move once again like all my houses i have not been looking to move they're just like opportunities and it was a new build the guy quit on six thousand square feet half acre all this stuff it's kind of weird with the basement and i remember looking at it and i was like this house is sick but i already know what's gonna happen yeah she is not gonna like this house yeah at all and i take her in she's like you want you want to move in our nice house for this? And I'm like, babe, this is a you yeah. don't get it. This yeah, house is gonna me. be sick once we're done. And she's just like, I don't want to live in that house. And <laughs> I was like, babe, okay, here's the deal. I'm gonna buy it no matter what. Yeah. Because if you don't want to live in it, I'm gonna flip it. Cause mm-hmm. it's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we were getting it for 1.8. It's worth three to four million mm-hmm. fixed up. I was like, we're gonna buy it no matter what. And I'll let you design it and if you design it and you want to stay in it, we'll move into it. Yeah. And if you don't, I'll flip it. Right. Yeah. And so she starts going through the design and changing things. She's like, Oh, this house is going to be great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And then now she can't wait to move in. Yeah. Yeah. I think very similar story. Very similar story. And I actually walked your house, I think like last week. And like, and the pictures, honestly, I wasn't like feeling it. But then when you're there, you're like, Okay. Like I can kind of see now, like, you know, the backyard has huge windows. Yeah. A lot of light. So I think it's going to be six sick. car garage. Like, yeah. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. No, but I think uh, we need to get Jessica, you know, I, that's what she's actually coming out here tomorrow. So I'm going to start walking her through houses, trying to get her inside of them because I think that's what it takes. Like the pictures won't. Yeah. Yeah. She just, it, since I've been in real estate and I've, you know, done hundreds of deals, I get it. Like what's there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're just looking for, you know, the layout, the backyard, the, the land, location. Yeah. yeah. Everything else we could change. So we're going to be looking at some homes tomorrow. <laughs> so today's podcast is brought to you by Future Flipper. So Future Flipper is a real estate education company that I founded back in 2018. And since then we have helped thousands of students all across the country learn how to invest in real estate. And it doesn't matter whether you're trying to learn how to flip houses, whether you're looking to wholesale or build your rental portfolio, we've helped everyone in all the different circumstances. This even includes people who have never done a real estate deal. We've helped beginners get their very first deal. We helped other people who have already done some deals scale to doing multiple deals a month. And we've even helped people get to my level, people to scale their business to doing over a hundred deals a year. 
learning to become an owner of the company and not be involved in the day-to-day and learn how to delegate and hire employees at the highest level. So regardless of what boat you are in, we can help you out at Future Flipper. We've got amazing events. We've got amazing coaches. I coach directly in Future Flipper, and I would love to help you get to the next level. So all that being said, if you are interested in getting a free consultation call, a free strategy call to see what it's going to take to help you get to the next level, go to futureflipper.com and you can book a call with my team. Once again, check out futureflipper.com to book a call. I know that many of my listeners on this podcast are high-income earners in fields outside of real estate, and they always ask me, Ryan, how should I invest my money? Should I go start flipping houses? Should I buy an Airbnb? Should I buy rentals? What do you think? And I always say, look, a better use of your time is continuing to build your business and your career because you're already really good at it. Trying to go figure out how to do real estate deals on your own and managing construction and all that stuff is probably not the best use of your time, but you can still invest in real estate by joining Pineda Capital. We will do everything for you. We will find the deals, we will manage them, we will get them renovated, we'll get them rented out and everything else. All you've gotta do is invest and you're gonna get a return on your money. So if you wanna figure out what is the next deal that you can invest in, you can go to PinedaCapital.com. Currently, we're only open to accredited investors only, so if you want to get in on our next deal and you want to get on the VIP list, definitely go to PinedaCapital.com and apply today. The thing, okay, so this is what we were talking about at dinner, right? (laughs) I'm on both sides. Like, I'm on your side, but I'm also on her side in that you can spend more money. You don't have, you make enough money where you don't have to spend $700,000 as like the cap. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm still cheap, gold though. Yeah, yeah, that's a Spanish thing, Gordo. <laughs> yeah, I'm still super cheap and I'm still like very frugal. And um, I mean, for 700000 in Las Vegas, you're buying a really nice house. It's not like... Yeah, no. Yeah. 700 like, Yeah, go get a nice 3,000 square foot home. Yep. It's yeah, with a, a pool area. and a gate and everything. So yeah, like I said, I just got to show her. I got to walk her through and... Yeah, but for like a million, a million two, you can get like a yeah. sick house. Yeah, crazy house. But I don't like cleaning, so I don't need a huge house. I don't want all this, you get know. A, get a maid. Yeah. I'll give you some. I got some. <laughs> I got a chef, a maid, yeah. a landscape guy. We got yeah. it all. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to cut. She's going to be here tomorrow. Um we're going to have a realtor show us around. I don't even have my real estate license anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to see how it goes. But I guess I want to ask you, like, how do you get Mindy to, you know, jump on board with your like, you know, crazy ideas? Yeah. It's always a different kind of like sales tactic from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually going to tell you this, like, okay. In order to get the house you want, yeah. you need to like very struck, like have a good game plan with what yeah. you're going to show and how you're going to present the house. And, yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> maybe even a peaser and go look at a, a $2 million home and yeah. then be like, see, it's not that much different. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's lots of ways to go yeah. about it. So, anyways, um, whenever I want to do something new that I know Mindy's not going to like, because there, there's a lot of things that, Mindy just doesn't care. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go start this NFT thing. She's like, okay. Yeah. What's that got to do with me? It ain't going to change my life. Like, yeah. You know, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Then, you know, there's other things where I'm like, hey, we're going to go move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. like, hey, um, I'm going to have to like go out of town for a week to go yeah. do this thing. Right. And mm-hmm. I know she's not going to be happy. Right. <laughs> So like, there's all these different things, right? I already know off the bat, it is not going to be well received. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll never like say no. Yeah. Because she knows she's like, look, and she said this on camera before, but she's like, if Ryan wants to ask me, he, then he knows like he needs to do it regardless. Like, because all the other stuff I turned down. Like yeah. there's 99, she doesn't hear the 99% mm-hmm. that I turned down. I don't even bring to the table, even though yeah. they might make money, they might do that. Cause I already know they don't fit what our family needs to do and wants to do. Yeah. And so she knows that to this point. And yeah. so she respects anything I bring to the table now where she's like, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but yeah, I know you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, my wife, like when I first started flipping houses, <clears throat> I showed her, I don't know if I told you this. I uh I showed her my first 
potential flip. It was in Chino. It was like a little 800 square foot house. It was like a box. And I was like, babe, look at this house. Like it's, I don't know, 250K and I'm going to sell it for like 350. Like, what do you think? And she was like, oh, it's, it's ugly. And I was like, I know it's ugly, but <laughs> I'm going to flip it and it's going to be awesome. And she was like, oh, no, like, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, it's ugly. <laughs> and I was like, babe, like, that's the point. But yeah. she didn't get it. And then I, you know, I ended up uh, flipping it and, you know, I had to raise money and figure out how to get the money and flip it. Um, when I bought my first rental, same thing. I was like, babe, look, like, I found this house in Vegas. Like, I could rent it out and it, it'll cash flow. And I think it's underpriced. She's, at the time we were living with her parents and she's like, why would you buy a rental if we still live with, you know, my mom and dad? And I was like, because like, I need to make more money. I can't like (laughs) buy the house that we want, but I could buy this rental right now and it's going to, you know, increase value, cash flow, appreciation, all that stuff. She didn't get it either. (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, I had to buy it and then bring her out here and kind of show her. And like, now she gets it. But yeah, I think, you know, trying to get wives on the same page as as an entrepreneur is like, it's a big thing. Yeah, it is. And yeah, Minnie and I have gone through that a lot because you and I see things every single day that they never see. Yeah. We watch things. We learn things. We come home super inspired or pumped up from an event or something. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I'm taking over the world. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, where where were you at just now? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you so fired up? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's like, I think also too, it's not even them. It's us communicating it properly. Yeah. Right. So like, I always think if Jess couldn't understand it or Mindy couldn't understand it, it's not because they're dumb. It's because yeah. we just didn't explain it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Or they I, just don't see the vision. Well, I should be so good at, teaching something or explaining something or telling the story of the vision yeah. that anyone should understand. And yeah. if they don't, it's my fault. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. And dude, like another thing I admire about you besides like all the work stuff is like you, you'll do whatever it takes to make Mindy happy. Like we've been out and you know, everyone's having a good time and Mindy wants to take pictures with Jessica, and you're sitting there just holding the light. I'm like, like, this guy's a multi-millionaire with all these businesses just holding a light for his wife to take photos. (laughs) I'm like, this guy is dedicated to her happiness. He's not like ego with Mindy. I'm an Instagram husband. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen seen you do that, and that's also inspired me where I was like, all right, I got to try more. Well, you and I have had that conversation in private too. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is what I would do if I was you, you know, with you and Jess to be a better husband and yeah. to, you know, cater to her needs more. Yeah. And I think like this is the truth. And this is why we have the Wealthy Way podcast now is mm-hmm. to talk about these issues yeah. um, where it's not so much always about business, but like, you know, it, we think about this in the business space of like, okay. How do I get more customers, right? How do yeah. I create a better customer experience and, and mm-hmm. do these things? And, you know, you get a customer and that's great. And then a lot of times in business, we kind of forget. Yeah. Once the the money's come in, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, great. They're in. Yeah. Now, the best businesses are actively always trying to nurture their customer, their client, and mm-hmm. give them a great experience all the time. Yeah. Right? And that's what we try to do at Future Flipper. It's like, we want to make our calls great. We want to yeah. have better events. Keep improving. We want to hire people to make sure their experience is great. And that's why it's grown so rapidly and why we have such great people in the community. But, you know, our marriage is the same way, right? Yeah. Like, it's not once I've courted her and, you know, got her to say yeah. yes, and yeah. then we get married. Yeah. That all of a sudden it's like, all right, great. Yeah. We're married. Yeah, we're good. It's good. What else do I got to do? Yeah. Check it off the box. Yeah. And I think some entrepreneurs, because not just me, where we... It's just you. Yeah, it might might be just me. So sorry, (laughs) Jessica. But we could be like selfish where I'm like, dude, I got to... 
I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to be on top of my, I got to be on top of my game. But then it, it turns into like that mindset for like years though. Yeah. For years where you're just like, dude, I got to be on it. I got to wake up early tomorrow so I cannot stay up late or do whatever she wants to do. I got to like be locked in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely have struggled with that. I, I remember when I first started as a realtor, I remember I heard Tom Brady say like, you know, football is, you know, first and then family is like, yeah, first B. Like they're both equally as important as each other. Mm-hmm. And I had that mindset when I first started and I knew it. And I told her that I was yeah. like, dude, I just moved to California. I don't know anyone We're living with your parents. <clears throat> I'm going to work like a lot. Uh huh. And I just kept that going for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I still have that mindset where I'm like, all right, like I just want to freaking strike while things are good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, like I said, it's why we created The Wealthy Way because you're not alone. I mean, that's the majority of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it's tough, man, because, you know, we do have a lot of responsibility as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and like there's a lot of people who depend on us there's a lot of clients employees mm-hmm. you know all these people and so how do you maintain having the amount of like care and i guess i don't want to say anxiety but like mm-hmm. desire to yeah make it good mm-hmm. but also still take that same amount of desire home yeah you just exerted all your energy over here yeah and now you got to go over here right like because people ask me Look, I, I mean, I've had these conversations with many entrepreneurs where they're like, man, dude, I don't know how you do it because I come home, I'm swamped, and then, you know, I got to play with the kids and I got to, yeah. you know, do this and that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, guess what? I get home. I'm freaking hyped to see my kids. Mm-hmm. We go eat a nice dinner together every night as mm-hmm. a family. I go give the kids a bath every night. I do it. Yeah. Um, You know, I play with them until they go to sleep. Yeah. And then they go to sleep and I finally have whether it's me time or me and Mindy time or mm-hmm. whatever. And I do it every day without complaining or anything. Yeah. And they're like, how do you do it? Well, it's like, well, one, like I want to do it. Like mm-hmm. I want to hang out with my kids. I want to hang out with my wife. Like I don't desire to work more yeah. than hang out with them. Cause that's what most people do is like, they're like, dude, I actually like working way more. Yeah. I don't really like my family. Yeah. 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 And it's like, well, for one, that's, yeah, if you do like work more, then it's going to be hard to actually get excited to hang out with your family. Um, but two is, I think a lot of it has to do with your actual health and happiness. Like if mm. you're fat and out of shape, how are you going to have the energy to yeah. do everything? You're not. Yeah. Right. If internally you're going through all these mental battles, then yeah, it's going to be tough to be yeah. locked in and do that. So I think that plays a role. But then three. I really think it's just a mindset shift Mm -hmm. of like, you're either soft or you're not. Like, most people are just super soft. (laughs) I tell Javi that all the time. (laughs) They're soft. Like, it's just, dude, put in the work, just do it. You know? Yeah. You know my sales pitch to people. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, why am I even wasting my time trying to convince you of this? Just do it. You either are going to do it or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, you're soft. Yeah. I think for me, I wasn't, you know, I love hanging out with my wife and kids and everyone, but the old, my thing that I struggled with was I would stress and I would come home at five, but I would just be like stressed where I'm like, crap, dude, like I got 14 flips and I have $5,000 in my bank account right now. Like, holy crap. Like, (laughs) like they have no idea the storm that I'm going through. And like, you know, it, it's my fault. I yeah. freaking went and bought those flips and did all this crap. I'm like, you self didn't manage your cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm self-imposing these problems. And then I'm just like, baby, you don't understand. But it's like, dude, it's not her fault. It's my fault. I freaking yeah. did the mistakes and I'm choosing to live this lifestyle. Yeah. So I got to just, you know, act like it's all good at home. Well, I don't even think you got to act like it's all good, but you have to like you said, understand it's your fault, right? And it doesn't mean that like they have to suffer for it, right? Yeah. Like, okay, this is my fault. You know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to still make sure I take care of what I got to take care of at home. Yeah. And I'm going to work twice as hard mm-hmm. over here. Right? Yeah. If that means I'm going to sacrifice and sleep less and yeah. work more because of my screw up, then I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I'm not going to make them suffer for it. Yeah. Yeah. So now I don't do that as much. Um, there's still times where I'm like, crap, dude. I remember when, you know, the lockdowns and things were happening in 2020 and freaking California made real estate non-essential. The freaking recording offices were closing on work days. It was like a disaster. I was just like, oh man, like, is this where I'm going to lose it all right yeah. now? Um, but since then I'm just like, now I'm more conservative where I'm not over leveraging myself. And I think a lot of students or real estate investors go through that where they're over leveraged and we all go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Any true real estate investor goes through that where they buy too much and they're like, crap, like I thought this one was going to close. Now it's not. Well, you just, you know, brought up a story of you're like having 14 flips and five grand in the bank. Yeah. you know, I had that same story, but with 70 flips, you know, <laughs> I had 70 flips back in 2018 at the end and, um, they, they rose interest rates just like they did now and things stopped selling. Yeah. And I bought a bunch of bad deals that I thought were good deals at the time, but turned into bad deals. Right. Yeah. And I remember I had like 600 grand in the bank. I'm like, I'm chilling. This is good. Yeah. yeah. And then one week at a, uh, 200 grand worth of repairs or not repairs, but, um, rehab rehab. I'm like, okay, that was a, that was the biggest rehab I've ever paid in a week. Right. I'm like, man, all right, whatever. Next week, 200 grand again. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Like (laughs) what, if I have 200 grand bill next week, I'm toast. Yeah. You're like, I need some draws right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was like, that was when I had to go look at the money and say, how much do I owe in rehabs? Like, yeah. and then I found out I was negative. Like, yeah. I owed way more than I had. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, holy crap. What are we going to do? Yeah. So, you know, I had to go and raise money. I had to go and get credit lines, mm-hmm. all this crap. And I got through it, but it was like probably the most, you asked me right before the show, you go, what's the most stressful moment you've had in your career? And I said, this was that, that to me was probably the most stressful moment because it was my first time going through a really stressful moment like that mm-hmm. at 70 flips, yeah. you know, <laughs> and the market sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I got through it. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. I ended up losing half a million dollars on bad deals. Yeah. You know, I still made money in the interim. I, I started to wholesale. Yeah. I started to find ways to make money to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did. And eventually it led to doing well. But my point is, um, that moment made me so much stronger for the yeah. next three years. And, you know, this year, you know, we've had different issues with different things. I'm not going to go deep into them, but, um, I was able to get through those issues because of that from years ago, the yeah. lessons I learned on how to handle it, the stress. And I was like, all right, you know what? This is a crappy situation, but we're going to fix it. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I wonder how you dealt with it because I know when I've dealt with my issues with being over leveraged, I'll freaking wake up at like two o'clock in the morning, look at my spreadsheet like crap, dude. Like <laughs> I got twenty <laughs> k and I got two hundred fifty k owed right now. Yeah, and, yeah. So how did you deal with it at home? Did you tell Mindy or? The number one question I get asked by entrepreneurs is, Ryan, how do I create a personal brand like you have? How do I start monetizing social media? And I've been asked it so many times that I said, you know what? It's time to start a business and teach everyone exactly how I've done it. If you want to learn how I've been able to grow my social media following to 1.7 million followers in just two years, and you want to learn how we've gotten over 500 million views and turn those views into over a million dollars a month in revenue, then Content Empire is for you. You see, there's a lot of people who are teaching how to you know, go viral on one platform or how to run paid ads or funnels, but nobody has figured out how to organically merge the two. Most people think it's pay to play. But if you want to learn how to get organic content, build a fan base, build people who want to buy your products who don't need to be sold, then I want you to go to contentempire.io, apply for a free strategy session with my team. We will teach you how to build your business on social media and monetize. So once again, go to contentempire.io 
and we'll chat with you. One of my biggest problems with real estate brokerages is that they don't teach the things that are required for realtors and real estate agents to become truly wealthy. They want to teach people how to just do more transactions because that's what makes the brokerage money. Well, as we know, the real way to gain wealth is by investing in real estate. It's by doing your taxes properly. And even if you want to grow the agent side of your business, you're going to have to do things differently in today's world. You're going to have to be really good at social media. You're going to have to market differently. You're going to have to work on your sales game. A lot of those things are going to factor in whether you become wealthy in the long run. And I just realized that over time, brokerages just are not fully equipped to handle all those different verticals. And so that's why I created Wealthy Agent. Wealthy Agent is a platform to teach real estate agents how to become truly wealthy, how to grow their real estate agent business, how to invest properly, how to do their taxes, how to grow on social media to get more leads for free. And so if you are an agent and you are looking to grow that side of your business, go to wealthyagent.io. We would love to chat with you and see if you're a good fit for the program. We are building a community all across the country that you can tap into. So go to wealthyagent.io to book a call today. I don't think I really told her during that 2018 one. Not that I can remember. Um, Well, the other hard part, okay. So this was like really what made, and you'll never have seen me complain about it on social media or anything during that time. But what happened was at the end of 2018, all that was going down in business. Plus, Mindy was pregnant with our first child. Oh. And then in January, this is like, I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. James is born two months premature. Mm-hmm. And he's stuck at the NICU for two months. Mm-hmm. And we're going through all this crap. I'm literally in this whirlwind of <laughs> figuring out how to be a dad. My son is on life support. Mm-hmm. My business is bleeding cash. Mm-hmm. The market sucks. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. And I got through it. And, you know, I think what we were going through at the time was more so with James yeah. than the business. You yeah. know, Mindy didn't have time to hear about the business. Yeah. The houses. We're yeah. worried about James. Yeah. And we got through it and it made me that much stronger. And like today, you know, as um, we go through different storms, right now we're in a new storm, this 7% interest rates. And, yeah. You know, uh, we're going to lose money on some of these flips. There's no doubt about it, right? Like, it's just you couldn't have predicted they're going to double interest rates. Yeah. You know, in three months. Crazy. Um, And it is what it is. And -hmm. I know how to handle it this much better now. And um, Mindy knows, like, I'll tell her nowadays if I'm like, hey, you know, this is a situation we're going to have to deal with. It sucks. I just want you to be aware of it. Yeah. It won't impact how i act or anything she might see me talking on the phone more yeah. because usually at home like i don't talk on the phone i don't do anything but mm-hmm. she know i'm like hey you might see me having to like make some calls at night to yeah. like, write this ship and get it and so she gets that what do you like think about is there like a bible verse is there something where you're just like just keep treading until we get out of this because i know there's a lot of people going through it right now with the market shift yeah i mean I've been through so much adversity, so I kind of know how to internalize it and deal with it both for me and, you know, with my faith. Um, I would say there's a few elements to getting through a a trial. This is actually why at the last event, I brought my pastor to speak and he killed it. Everyone (laughs) loved um, his speech, but it was, I basically told him, I go, Hey, here's what people are going through right now. Mm -hmm. You know, Business isn't moving the way that it was moving two years ago and a year ago, six months ago, and they're freaking out. They're trying to figure out what to do. And he gave a great message on just like faith and perseverance and all those things. And so I think faith plays a role and really like faith for me puts things in perspective because here's what you got to really look at. In all of our lives, we've gone through um different trials throughout. And at the time of going through that trial, we thought it was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to die if this yeah. doesn't work out. My life is over. And then sure enough, you figure it out. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And so I've thought about that, but then I also, with my faith, keep things in like really big perspective, right? Because if I, as a Christian, believe that, you know, there's a heaven and there's a hell mm-hmm. and that that time is going to be much longer 
than my time here on earth, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking eternity mm -hmm. versus my limited time on earth. It's like this small. Yeah. And I'm like, man, am I really tripping over something that's happening right now, this very moment? If I truly believe yeah. eternity is where I'm going to be. Yeah. And you're like, why would I trip over this? This is kind of dumb. And also, too, if I'm a Christian, I already know if I'm obedient to God, he's going to take care of me one way or the other. Yeah. It may not be that I'm going to have the baller house or that I'm going to make all this money, <clears throat> but I know I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. There's like so many things I want to pick your brain on right now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like people don't understand because they don't like fully know you. Like you always have uh, an optimistic mindset where I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet, they're kind of pessimistic where they're like, I don't want to spend money on marketing because what if it doesn't work? Or like, mm. I don't want to hire an assistant because what if they go start their own flipping yeah. business? Like everything is always a problem. We'll tell them to do something and then they just tell us the problem with the advice that we're giving. And we've had, we have some friends who, who struggle with that also. Mm -hmm. So like, how does someone come out of that or realize that they're doing that to themselves? Well, yeah, I think when you just brought that up, I've never thought about how something's not going to work. I always think, how do I make this work? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the same problem. We're both looking at the same thing. Yeah. But one person is saying, man, here's everything that could go wrong. There's no way it works. And then there's another person saying, <clears throat> here's all the hurdles we need to overcome to make it work. Mm -hmm. They're two totally different ways of looking at the same thing. Yeah. And so when I look at it, if I launch a new business or something, I'm like, okay, here's all the hurdles that I'm going to encounter. I already know, like I don't like not acknowledge the problems. Yeah. They're there, but I have to solve these in order for this to work. How can it work? So I think shifting your mindset into how do I make something happen is number one. Um, number two is just, you know, at the end of the day, right, if you're not happy with where your life is today, whatever mm. you do is not right. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to acknowledge that if you had like you wouldn't be OK, if it's you're going to Future Flipper, you wouldn't hire us if your business was exactly where you wanted to be. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're going to hire any mentor, a coach or a strength coach, why are you hiring a nutritionist or a strength coach? It's because you're not where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Like I'm in good shape, but I know. If I were to go hire a nutritionist and a strength coach, it's because I'm trying to get into like elite shape. Yeah. Shredded everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you just need to like take people's advice who have already done it. And like, especially if you're hiring them or paying them. So that's number two. You got to humble yourself. And then number three, I think then this comes, I think it all comes back down to faith. That's really the root cause of why I am the way I am. But number three is, you have to be willing to submit to somebody else's authority. And for me, I submit to what God tells me to do. I read my Bible. If I feel like God's called me to do something, I submit and I do it. I don't ever say, hey, what does Ryan want to do? You know, I used to do that when I was playing baseball. It was all about me. Mm -hmm. I want to get to the big leagues. I want to do this. I, I, I. Mm -hmm. But then it became, man, okay. There's actually a better path when I just submit to God's will and have him direct me and mm -hmm. show me what's the best path. I didn't want to do real estate. I didn't want to do social media. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make podcasts. I didn't want to do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was submissive to what God called me to do. And look what, what has happened from me being submissive, right? Yeah. And so my, and my wife's the same way because at the end of the day, she, she submits to God. She submits to me. I submit to her too. Yeah. Right. It's a mutually submissive thing. And that's what makes a good marriage, too, where it's not like I do this. I want you to do that. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to do this because I want to honor you and submit to you. Yeah. Right. And that's the same thing I try to do with my employees. If you come to me with a problem or something, I'll say, <clears> OK, <throat> how do I solve this and like be as courteous to you? And yeah. submissive? I just did that text to somebody. Yeah. You know, right before this, I tried to do it in a way where I'm like, look. You know, she's not happy. How do I fix this? Yeah. You know, um, so there's that. So I think it all comes back down to submission. And uh, look, if you're trying to get mentorship from somebody and you truly believe they're 
like the right person to mentor you. And like mm-hmm. you've done your back. Like if I tell you to jump, jump. Yeah, just do it. Don't even question it. Yeah. Don't ask why. Like, and that's the number one thing that annoys me more mm-hmm. than anything is when mm-hmm. people, I'm like, okay, you just asked me for this advice. Great. Okay, cool. I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but like to your point, yeah. what if this doesn't happen? What if that? I'm like, but did you just hear what I said? <laughs> yeah. Why are you asking me these? Why are you wasting my time? Yeah. Just do what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Submit. Yeah. And I think a lot of, another thing I've learned from you and <clears throat> that I see with a lot of entrepreneur students investors is like they're the time from idea to execution can take forever Mm. and i i love our boy joseph so we gave him an award we gave him an award at the future flipper event but he's going to make a million bucks this year so he's not doing bad at all but i've told him things like you know you know hire someone it'll take a month to do it literal mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. and then he'll do it and he's like all right they're actually doing good and i'm like all right dude now hire a tc <laughs> but you know what if i what if i you know don't have enough for them to do and then you know two weeks later dude i have 11 files it's like i thought you didn't have enough for them to do like i know i i told you to hire them for a reason bro i know you have stuff to do and then you know they'll think about it for a few months and then maybe they'll do it right where with you, you're like, hey, dude, I'm going to start doing social media on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post three times. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, trust me. I'm going to post as soon as I get home from the gym. Yeah. And then I'm going to post when I get to the office. And then I'm going to post at lunch where some other people are like, oh, I'm going to start posting on social media. You know, I'm going to buy a camera. I don't know what camera I'm going to buy, so I'll figure that out later. And then they just never end up doing anything. I just couldn't find the right camera. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out which mics to use. Well, by the time this launches, Content Empire will have already been revealed. Yeah. Like, how quickly did we get Content Empire built? In like two weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's going to be, like, I believe one of the fastest companies to seven figures. Yeah. And, you know, it was an idea that I had um, for a while, right? I'm like, dude, I'm one day I will teach people how to do social media and do what I do and mm-hmm. draw traffic to their business and all that stuff. But I ne- once again, if I was worried about the money and I just wanted to make money however I could, I would have did it a long time ago. Yeah. But I never felt like the timing was right from God, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, what happens is I get super inspired and I just go full force and I'm like, there's no way I fail. Like I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to kill it mm-hmm. because I can feel internally like God leading me to do it. And so yeah. I never had that feeling with content empire or anything um, up until a few weeks ago when finally two people that are Christian guys told me first was my producer, Justin Barry. He was like, dude, you know, we need to do something with content. Like it's time, yeah. you know? And I'm like, you feel that way? And he's like, yeah, it's time. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. And then you came to me mm-hmm. and you said something about like, what's next? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I have something that's next that I've been thinking about, but I just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. And then I told you about it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, when can we start? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, we've got the event coming up this week. So you know, we, we got to focus on that. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to work in the background and get it all set up. Yeah. And I wrote the business plan in one day. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I figured out the name. I got the logos. I started getting the website built. I wrote the entire website copywriting. Yeah. I built out the VSL. I built it all within two weeks. Mm-hmm. I filmed everything. I was done. And then because it was filmed and everything was done, I didn't plan to launch it until a couple of weeks because we had the event and everything, but we were able to just throw it at the event too yeah. because I was done mm-hmm. and it, it made six figures at the event. Yeah. And like, I was not a believer in social media. Obviously I said, I mentioned it earlier, but now just seeing like, <clears throat> not only like the, the monetary aspect of it where, you know, you, you're going to just make more money if you're on social media, like period. Like if yeah. you, if you grow a following, you could almost do anything and be successful. Yeah. You're getting a way, uh, 
huge head start. But like with impact also, because I think sometimes people post and they're like, oh, only a thousand people saw this. Like nobody cares. Those are a thousand humans that are watching your stuff. And then it didn't hit me until I went to a meetup one time and then this older Asian lady came up to me like, hey, you made a, a video about whole whole tailing and i made sixty thousand dollars wow i was like holy crap like this <laughs> you know asian woman is yeah. you know benefited from my video so yeah i think impact and then of course just your business will blow up if you actually take time and create content yeah you know it's funny speaking of old asian ladies <laughs> i i was literally golfing this morning and um you know, I'm just uh, literally as the first one at the golf course because mm-hmm. I didn't work out today. I was there at like 645 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just hitting, I'm hitting and this old Asian couple comes up, they're Korean and they're six, I think they're like 60 and, um, fifties and sixties. And he goes, are you the YouTube star? And I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like 7am on the golf course. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. He's like, I watch all your videos. And really? he started naming off video after video. Yeah. And, uh, this guy's 60 years old, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we just get to chat. And I'm like, hey, you want to play golf? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And so we went and played nine holes this morning. Yeah. And just we had a blast. We had fun hitting and yeah. playing. But it's just funny because he was telling me like video for video. He's like, you said this. Yeah. And like, I thought that was super smart. And, you know, I'm trying to get my kids to watch your videos and, yeah, you know, do stuff. Yeah. I think some people like when they post, they just feel like no one's watching because no one's there. I even honestly, I even still feel that way. Like I know people watch, but I don't even realize the impact. Yeah. Right. Cause that like interactions like that still surprise me. Yeah. Where I'm like, the heck is this random guy at the golf? Like, and then I was at the gym yesterday and, um, a guy, you know, he recognizes me and he's from Europe. He says, Hey Ryan, like, I love your podcast. I'm not even a real estate guy. I saw your, your podcast with Hormozy actually, cause he's a gym yeah. guy. And he was like, so I just, um, sold my company. I mm-hmm. sold a portion of it. It got valued at a billion dollars. He owns a supplement oh company in Germany. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. And, um, he was like, yeah, dude, I was just showing my fiance your video about this, this, and this, and it's helped me out. I'm like, you helped me out. You just sold <laughs> your company's worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Mine's not. Yeah. That's, I guess like, let's talk about content really quick. So <clears throat> where does someone start? At content empire, straight plug, <laughs> <laughs> straight plug, <laughs> straight plug, content empire.io. Um, no, I mean, I'm like dead serious. Like I'm half joking, but half serious. Yeah. Like it honestly, if you were to just go make videos right now with no help or anything, yeah. you're going to fail. Like literally yeah. it's, it's so hard. And the reason I say this is because even though I said I started in 2020, I was actually kind of dabbling in it yeah. in 2018, 2019. Like I hired my first videographer, Sion, who still works for me to this day, mm-hmm. um, in 2019 because I, I came back from the Maui mastermind with Brandon Turner. This is in the middle of 2019 yeah. And I was talking to investor girl, Britt, who's been on the show. And she <laughs> goes, Ryan, you should take social media seriously. You would do really good. And I was like, thanks. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And so I hired a videographer, right? Because I always take action. Yeah. I hired a videographer, Sion, and we started filming me at my flips and stuff. Yeah. You know how many YouTube views I got? Freaking like two. Yeah. Like nobody watched it. I didn't put any effort into it. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I did put effort into it. I paid a guy. Yeah. I filmed. It took a lot of time, but I I paid no effort in learning the algorithm, titles, thumbnails, what kind of topics to make, descriptions, SEO. Yeah. I didn't do any of the stuff that actually matters. Yeah. And I got no traction. And I actually stopped doing it because I'm like, see on this just doesn't even work. And yeah. Then COVID hit and I was like, I'm I don't even know if I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And then you know, I finally understood the power of what we were doing because I didn't even want to post them on YouTube. That was the thing. I was only concerned about Instagram. And so I had him film me. I put it on Instagram and Sion put it on YouTube because yeah. he was like, dude, you need to put them on YouTube. That's where everyone's at. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Roham and Sion, they'll all tell you. <clears throat> yeah. They were telling me YouTube for like years and I didn't listen. Yeah. I, I remember your 
your videos before. I I don't know if you had a pool at your Spring Valley house or something yeah, like that. Yep. And there was like a little dog that used to go visit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because and it's crazy because like you didn't know that I was like watching your videos. And I remember you mentioning something like recently where you're like, yeah, I did, you know, I made some videos, but I wasn't taking it serious, but I was like practicing without knowing. Yeah. And I actually started doing that when COVID hit, I would like get my little, just my phone and just be like, Hey, like I knew that I was just practicing, but then I was like, all right, I'm going to take this up a notch and I'm going to get like a a video team and editors and all that. And by the time you went serious, you were good. Exactly. Yeah. So even right now with this podcast, like we share, we shot a podcast two years ago and I was scared out of my mind. I don't know if you <laughs> Yeah, the you're first, like, dude, we got to pray right Yeah, this. yeah. I was like, could you please pray? Because if I pass out on this podcast, <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing. But yeah, now obviously like, you know, we have the Future Flipper podcast and I'm like used to speaking to people, but it took two years. So if you could freaking. Well, and to your point, right? I think everyone listening probably has that um, bug in their ear where they're like, yeah, I I know social media is important. Like I made a video here or there. Yeah. That's where you were. That's where I was. Mm -hmm. And then the moment we finally took it serious and we finally like had a blueprint and did it the right way, it took off. Yeah. And I believe anybody can take off on social media. I don't think you need to be, you know, this ultra charismatic good looking person i mean look at brian Dillon yeah look at look i was at gonna say something <laughs> for example our girl zasha not at her looks you know beautiful woman but she is an introverted engineer yeah, yeah. she is not the most charismatic person in the world she's hilarious when you get to know her yeah but i remember on our first coaching calls i was like dude you're very analytical and you're very like quiet, nervous. She's super quiet. Yeah, super quiet, super nervous. And she's blown up on social media. Yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, now I, I've definitely changed as my businesses have made me change, right? Yeah. Like I basically got forced to be a leader over this giant company yeah. and over these people who listen to what I say. And I'm like, yeah. I, I guess this is what I have to do. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna be great at it. Yeah. But um, Naturally, uh-huh. I would have rather been like Zasha, where I'm like, I just want to chill, do my own thing. Yeah. Nobody talk to me. Yeah. I'm analytical. I am analytical. Yeah, you are. And I remember when I first met you, not to go all over the place, you were super intense. And people would be like, How's Ryan? I'm like, dude, he's freaking intense. Like, <laughs> he's like, I do not work on the weekends. I'm like, okay, okay, dude. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But now, you know, you you've learned how to adapt to being on camera and getting your point across in like a nicer way. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't work on the weekends then. Yeah. <laughs> I still the, people ask me that. They're like, okay, but what about when you're growing it? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? It's always growing. Like. I've never done it. Yeah. And I think it's just so like, that's another thing about social media is like the leverage where you can make, you could take 30 seconds to make a video that could reach thousands of people where before I would freaking take five minutes calling one person Mm. trying to get a result where I can make a video now. And I've had videos get 2 million views. Yeah. There's no way to do that besides social media. No, it's crazy. That's why to me, it once it clicked, I was like, holy crap, this is big. Yeah. And I was like, I'm all in. Like, I've had multiple clicks in my life, like flipping houses, social media, Big Bear. I was like, this this city is way undervalued. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just buying them all. Yeah. You know, NFTs. Uh, You know, just like it's it's happened so many times where I'm like, why is nobody doing this? This is dumb. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Even like recently, I was talking to Raw Belt, the Bigger Pockets host. Yep. And I was like, dude, I think I'm going to start, even me, I was like, dude, I think I'm going to start making YouTube videos, but I don't even know if it's like popular like how it used to be. Uh-huh. He was like, trust me, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> trust me. It's still there. Like, YouTube is blowing up. It's only getting bigger. So, yeah. And I know some people think like that, like, oh, is it too late? Like, oh, TikTok, like everyone's already famous on TikTok or everyone's already famous on the Instagram. People think it's always too late. Yeah. It's, like we said this at the event, people for the last two years are saying, the real estate market's too competitive. I don't 
there's no way I could get in. It's, yeah. it's too hot. It's in a bubble, blah, 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 right? And then it slows down and like the real estate market, it's just not good right yeah. now. It's yeah. not a good time to invest. Yeah. And I'm like, so when do you want to invest? Like, do you yeah. want to invest when it's super hot or when it's super cold? Like pick one. Yeah. You know, you're going to only invest when it's neutral. Like for a period of time, it might be neutral. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, give everyone the secret. Like, what does it take to like blow up 2020 in 2020? Blow up how so? Blow up on social media. Oh, on social. Like I said, you go to contentempire.io. <laughs> like I'm not even, <laughs> what do you want? Like, no, nah, but it's just, it, there's no way to like blow up from five seconds of advice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not even going to waste my time giving five seconds of advice because it'd be stupid. Like, yeah. To blow up takes time and effort and hard work. Yeah. You can't blow up from yeah. me. Okay, guys, here's the secret to 2020. Yeah. You said 2021. It's, it's 20, a 2022. Well, 2023 yeah. is when yeah. like people are trying to, but you want to blow up in 2022 or 2023, yeah. you just be like Brian DeVilla. Yeah. You make some reels yeah. and you're going to blow up. Yeah. Post at 8 a.m. Post at 8 a.m. But I'll tell you, even Brian DeVilla sitting next to me doesn't do half the things I teach in Content Empire because he hasn't gone through it yet. 100%. Yeah. And even things with like monetization funnels. And I'm like, bro, why don't you have this this software yet? I know. We've used it for years with me and I you know. don't use it. I why? Know. Execution. Or I'm just like, oh, dude, I'll just get through these DMs. Like I'm going to, I literally got like a more than 100 DMs. It could be more than 300. And I'm like sitting here. Oh my yeah, gosh, I dude. I was like, you almost made me want to kill you. <laughs> you don't want to move here because now when I'll see you and just how inefficient you yeah, do things, I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? I know. But yeah, I'm like, a, I'm a slow learner. But, but once you get it. Once I get it, it, then I got it. But yeah, I think with social media for me, I'm going to take it even more serious. I'm going to start making YouTube videos. Okay. So That'd be good. just watch out for that. It's going to take a little bit of time for, I'm going to probably film a few and not post them until I feel comfortable with like what I'm actually going to put out. What do you think about that? I say just post them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> just post them all. Yeah. Even the video that went viral Content for me. Empire, we will tell you that. All right. Do well, not hold anything back. You have nothing to lose. It costs you nothing to post it. Yeah. You have zero subscribers anyway. What does yeah. it matter? Yeah. I have 400 subscribers, oh. but yeah. Okay. I don't want to let my people down. <laughs> <laughs> you already let them down. They don't get any videos or content. I know. You. It's been like two years. <laughs> exactly. Like. You're not. <laughs> but Any, anyways, dude, I, I got to cut the podcast off here because you're, you know, you'll, we'll talk all day about nonsense. But anyways, guys, Davila, I'll see you in Vegas here after you, you figure out your house situation. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wealthy Way podcast. If you got value, there are two things I want you to do. The first is go to WealthyWay.com and get access to all of our free stuff. You can download our courses for free. You can use the Wealthy Way Planner for free. You can subscribe to our newsletter. All of it's free. It is such amazing value. I want you to go take advantage of that. The second thing is, if you could go to Apple and leave a five-star review, or if you're watching this on YouTube and subscribe, that would be amazing. It would mean a lot to me. In fact, if you leave a review, I might just shout you out on the next episode because we are reading those. So definitely check it out. And thanks for watching.